Welcome back to another episode of the Better Than Yesterday podcast. I'm your host, Angelo Kelly. This week, I have something a little bit different for you guys. I was thinking about doing a solo podcast. I was going to talk about how to chase your passion, what, what that actually means. And I was having some great conversations with my mom about the episode and some of the topics I wanted to cover. And she was just giving me such good information and feedback. I thought, why don't I just have her on the podcast this week? So I was joined this week by my mom. I've had so many conversations with her over the last year. She's basically always encouraged me and motivated me to just do whatever I think is best for me. And if that meant quitting my job, if that meant trying something new, if that meant setting a big goal, she's always been super encouraging. Over the last year, we've had so many different talks, especially um, along this path I've been on. She actually started a YouTube channel before I did, and I think that's awesome. She just turned 48 on Halloween, so... To hear someone who started a YouTube channel at 47 years old, I think is absolutely incredible. I think it's very motivating to show anyone that it's never too late to start. It's never too late to realign. It's never too late to go after really what you want in life. And I think with um, chasing your passion, it's gonna change. It's not always gonna stay the same. And my mom's really started to learn that later in life and she's really been doing the work she's done a ton of emotional and um and mental work on herself this last year i've noticed such a big transformation in her i'm so lucky to have a mom like this to have someone who's willing to sit down with a podcast she did say if there was no microphone in front of us she wouldn't have been nervous at all but since i have this big fancy microphone, it's a little nerve wracking for her, but I think she's such an articulate speaker. She has so much knowledge and wisdom, so I'm so happy I got to sit down with her this week. We honestly just recorded. There wasn't much planning that went in on my end. I didn't let her know what questions I was gonna ask really because I didn't have many. I just had a few that I wrote down about five minutes before the episode, but other than that we just had a genuine conversation just recorded it i haven't listened to the full episode back so i'm excited to when i put this together to hear how it turned out but um yeah i'm so fortunate and lucky to have a mother like i do um i'm just really excited to actually put this episode together and see how it turns out i've been trying to make the intros a little bit shorter so i'm gonna send it to the interview now and i will talk to you guys on the end very special guest to the podcast. The reason that I have a podcast right now, my mom, Michelle Kelly, thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. So we were talking last night about um, about a topic I had in mind, and then you came up as a... We were having a conversation, and I thought it was so good that we might as well just record this stuff. So I've always been... The last year, we've had so many good conversations, and I feel like your path is leading you on, I don't know what what is next, but I think after people hear you, they'll realize that you should have your own podcast. <laughs> I don't know if they'll have to follow your YouTube channel, and we'll talk about that. So I just wanted to get started first. Your background. My background? Yeah. Okay, so I just turned 48 yesterday. So um, my background's pretty long, but um, so I'm 48 years old. I am uh, first and foremost, I am a recovering alcoholic and addict, and um, I am a mother of a wonderful son who has a podcast called Better Than Yesterday. I am a hair colorist and aspiring songwriter. So um, I have a creative gene in my in my body and um, the one thing I found out about myself within the past couple years is 
I didn't learn like everybody else. And that having this creative gene in me, I used to think um, I wasn't that smart because Mm -hmm. books were really hard for me. But what I'm finding out is that audio, hearing things and watching things are so much easier for me. And that's how I'm learning. And um, I don't know if that's answering your whole question. I don't know what else to say. (laughs) No, I think that's perfect. So um, we'll talk about that. Like when you were growing up, you had a hard time in school. Do you think that was just the conventional way that school was that you're getting talked to? Your teacher is reading out of a book and just talking to you? Well, when I was, um, this was my biggest story ever that just came back to me when I was in second grade I couldn't spell the word delicious (laughs) and um the teacher wanted me to stay in from recess and write it on the board I thought it was delicious with a j Mm -hmm. and she made me stay in from recess and she wanted me to write delicious on the board and I wouldn't do it so I got in trouble. My parents had to come in because I swore it was delicious with a J. And not only did I think it was delicious with a J, I wasn't right in it on the board. So I got in trouble for that. And I had a sister, have a sister who was really smart. She read books all the time. But anyway, I got into third grade and I couldn't do math and I got in trouble for that. But then my parents took me to a ear, nose, and throat specialist, and I had a 70% hearing loss in both of my ears. Mm -hmm. So um, I think I had a hard time hearing on top of the way they taught things. And and I just assumed from then on that I wasn't wasn't smart, which wasn't true, by the way. But um, plus I had the creative gene. So I think the way they used to teach, they taught everybody was the same Mm -hmm. and they're now finding out now that everybody doesn't learn the same Mm -hmm. and I think I didn't learn the same and I couldn't hear so those two things together um school was really hard for me I did not you know it it was a struggle constantly Mm -hmm. so I um I found out I'm really smart though (laughs) really smart I just, you know, I love that there's YouTube videos now and that there's audio books and that is so much better for me. Mm-hmm. And what's the creative gene? Like what's the that creative gene, um, like I always wanted to be a hairdresser. Like I always um, wanted, I guess, to create and I, I got to do that through hair at first and hair color. So, um, that was the gene that wasn't going to make you a lot of money though. (laughs) I had the gene where I was going to be, um, struggling to support myself. (laughs) So, um, that was a gene that wasn't really, um, people weren't really excited that you had that gene. It was kind of like, oh, she's going to struggle her whole life and you, you should really try and get a real job. (laughs) And I mean, I went through that, so two years at a desk and I never thought I was creative. I never thought I had that gene where I thought you had to play by the rules and you have to work for somebody else. And I remember you telling me for the first time that go create what you want. And like, really, if you find a need that you can, you can do that yourself and you don't have to rely on anybody else. And I kind of looked at you like, what are you talking about? Like, I have a boss, like I have to be at work at this time. So you've always, well, so you've been self-employed for a long time. What's, what's that been like when you don't have a boss, you don't have anyone to report to? Well, um, honestly, I never knew. I used to say when I was younger, I'm going to have my own business. And I worked at a, a really big salon and got to see how it was run and what was going on. And then I decided I never want to do that. <laughs> I never want to be in charge of other people. There was a lot of drama in the in the hair with creative people. There is usually a lot of drama, but um, I loved being around it. Yeah. But I didn't want to be part of it. Mm-hmm. And um, 
So how I started being self-employed, it kind of happened organically. It wasn't something that I knew I was going to do. But being your own boss, like it, it is great because if I make a mistake, it's my mistake. Um, I'm in charge of my own life, which is great. But sometimes I think when you are your own boss, you work way more instead of way less. That was the case for me. So um, I love being my own boss. I love not being told like when I can leave, when I can stay. But um, it also, I, I think I'm starting to become a difficult person. And I don't even know if I can work for anybody else at this point. <laughs> like I, I hope so. But it, it is so nice because I get to play by the rules, my rules, yeah. which... Once you get to do that, it's really... I haven't had the experience of having to go back and work for somebody else after yeah. this. And even for me, like a month going from where I didn't have to report to anybody and then I have to go back and I'm told when I get to take lunch and when I get to... when I have to be on the register and when I get to go home, when I have to come in. So I think that is difficult, especially... If you are a creative person, when for me, when I started doing the podcast, started doing the YouTube, if I feel like filming a video that day, I just do it. I don't have to be like, well, you know what? I'm going to start at 9 a.m. If, if I want to start at 7.30, I can start at 7.30. If I want to take a nap, I can take a nap. But um, yeah, I think that's my ultimate goal is to be self-employed like that, but it like you said, it's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. Yeah, it takes time. So I wanted to go over this year you started a YouTube channel at 47 <laughs> years old. I think that's so cool that, that you started this thing. So how did that get off the ground? Well, um, I remember you and I would take walks around our neighborhood, which was so great because I, I had fun exercising which is not something I associate the two together but we would talk and I, I just remember getting this gut feeling of that I'm supposed to talk out loud mm. and um, that that I have a message that people need to hear and um, I remember when I first asked you about it and I said what if I get haters and you assured me I wasn't good enough to have haters <laughs> Honestly, that remark from you mm -hmm. inspired me to get started. Like, I was like, I want haters. <laughs> so um, that was kind of the inspiration. And then we were coming up on New Year's and I thought it would be a great New Year's resolution, which I never made a resolution and told people what it was mm -hmm. ever. Um, I made them, but if I didn't tell anybody, then I didn't have to follow through. But um, what helped me keep going is that I told everybody out loud that I was doing this on film and it was on the internet. So I felt like an obligation. So I really feel like, like it was God mm -hmm. that helped me get this started and inspired me to do it. Because honestly, if you would have told me even six months before that I would have done this, I wouldn't have believed you. And you you weren't ready six months before, you know? Like, I wasn't ready. But you I, are ready now. I, it, that to me is so amazing because honestly, I really had no idea I was going to do it or that I was meant to do it or any of that. I just feel like... God speaks to me through people and, and he was speaking me through you that day telling me I wasn't good enough to have haters. <laughs> and that was, that's what I needed to get started. That was the fuel to my fire. And, um, that honestly is the biggest, bravest thing that I've done so far. Mm -hmm. So why YouTube when you had this idea that you needed to talk out loud, what, was there any other options or you just thought right away, videos, what I'm going to do? Well, I just remember one of the reasons why I thought YouTube was because I go to YouTube all the time to find information. How to change my Keurig 
filter, like anything I need, it is on YouTube. Yeah. And then through us walking and talking together, I started to realize like we have a lot, we have a lot, I have a lot of life experience. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that I should share that. I wanted to know information when I was growing up and I had nobody to ask stuff to. It wasn't, we didn't have the internet like it's available now. And all of these people are contributing information that we need. And I thought it it was time for me to start doing that. However, I had no idea how YouTube worked or, you know, how long it takes or what the process was like. I just knew people put videos up on YouTube. And for me, it's easier for me to watch a video. So that's why I thought YouTube. Other than that, I really didn't have, I didn't really know what platform to do. Yeah, I didn't, because we've talked about this, like my New Year's resolution. So when you came up with yours, I decided I was going to do a blog and I think I decided that because I know not a lot of people are going to read blogs anymore because there's stuff like YouTube. So I think that was my way out of having a resolution, but also playing it safe where I didn't really have to put myself out there. I could kind of hide behind the keyboard and then it advanced to doing a YouTube video and then once I did that, I'm like, okay, it's not that bad. And then I started the podcast. So it's turned into a lot different. But you really stuck to the first thing that you've done. I did. For me, um, I did not want to overextend myself. I, I've i learned, you know, years ago, I would have said I had 10 New Year's resolutions. And I wouldn't have even been able to stick to one. So for me, just saying the one and doing that, that was right for me at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, where it is taking me and leading me to, that part is still yet to be determined. I feel like it's now November, and when this airs, it's going to be like November 4th, I think. Yeah, there November 4th, it's going to air, but even um, we're closer to the end of the year than the beginning. The direction that I'm heading in, I still don't have, um, I feel like I haven't gotten my my answer yet of where this is going to take me next. Mm -hmm. I know it's going to come, and I wish it would have come faster, but um, I still don't know where this is leading me to. Mm -hmm. But I still felt like, divinely led and that I was meant to do this Mm -hmm. is there anything you wish someone told you about starting a YouTube channel before you started um you know I just you know like honestly I feel like everything for me I, I have to learn as I go and figure out and of course I think everybody has the magic I want the magic fastest potion But I'm so glad that things happened the way exactly like they did because, you know, I kind of just had to learn as I go. The one thing I am grateful for is that I didn't have a ton of input from everybody else because sometimes that's so overwhelming to me Um, and I want to please everybody. So I would do what everybody else thought and I kind of like that I did have to figure out this as I went because it's teaching me a lot and I need to be responsible and know every aspect of what I'm doing. Eventually, I'm hoping to pass my social media baton to somebody else, but I need to learn everything myself and the hard way. That's that's how I learn. Yeah. And it does take it takes such a long time to grow on YouTube and I think both of us this year have seen how hard it is to to do a video every week and it's like you're not seeing the growth that you want like you think I've arrived I'm putting my stuff out like everybody should come watch me now and it's hard you know what people don't even know you're there yeah it there's so much content being put on YouTube that it takes time the one thing that really helped me get noticed, I think, by YouTube is I, I had a hater who was like a cyber bully 
and YouTube had to remove their content. And I think it made YouTube have to watch my stuff. <laughs> so I think it helped me out in one sense that YouTube now knows who I am. But um, it just, you know, when you get started, what we found out is it takes a good three years before anything really happens. And if it happens before then, like congratulations. Yeah. But we both heard at least three years. Yeah. So instead of saying, God, three years is so long, if you get started, that's all you have to do is get started. Three years comes either way. You can yeah. Three years can come and go with a YouTube channel or three years can come and go without a YouTube channel. Yeah. So um, we're almost a year down. Yeah. Only two more to go, maybe. But even so, I, I feel like I need to talk out loud, but I feel like it's for other people, but it's also for myself. Mm-hmm too so um i don't i don't know what's going to happen with all of this but i just feel like i know i was supposed to do it mm-hmm. and your youtube basically you have you do one video a week so you do basically just a chat on a topic that comes to your mind where do you get the the ideas for that well first how it originally started, and I should back it up a little bit, when we were talking, when I said I was meant to talk out loud. I was at a Christmas party about, it's almost three years ago now, and somebody gave me the most beautiful passage that I ever saw from Marianne Williamson. And actually, I don't know if you can pause this or not. I'm going to grab yeah. it real quick. Okay, so I got this at a Christmas party, and um, it's by Marianne Williamson, and it says, Our deepest fear is not that we're inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, and fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your plain small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people will not feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It is not just in some of us. It is in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give others permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. So when I received this, I just knew that I loved it and that it spoke to me. And it took me two years after hearing this and keep looking at it to realize what hearing this meant for me. And... um, I swear, after hearing this, the seed was planted. I didn't know what that meant, but what it meant for me is when I started to feel like I was meant to speak out loud, it was because I first heard this and um, and read this. So um, this has touched me so much, and I realized that for me, it meant that I was supposed to speak out loud. So this really was the beginning of my process and it started long before I ever actually got started. Mm -hmm. So it's only in hindsight as I'm able to look back to realize the things that have touched me and led me to my next thing. And a lot of times the things that lead me to my next thing, I don't see them as they're happening. So I just feel like, and as I do my videos, I read that every time. And I hope as I read it that it touches other people too. But even if you hear it and you it, it doesn't touch you, that's okay too. But um, that was part of my, I knew I was supposed to read that. And then I said out loud that I was breaking up with fear, I was breaking up with shame, and I was breaking up with guilt. 
And as I spoke out loud, that just came out of me. One of my things of doing my video, and I wrote a mission statement, and I put that I am embracing imperfection, and I'm helping other people, hopefully inspiring other people to become their true authentic self together. So um, I don't have questions. I don't write down what I'm going to say before I say it. I just feel like whatever comes out of my mouth is what I meant to say. Mm -hmm. So um, that is just for me. I love that, that together. That, and even if um, you inspire one person, you're really achieving your mission. Like it's, it doesn't matter the grand scale that it's on, but even for me watching your videos every single week, it's like a, it's like a lesson and it's not a lesson that you're going to get in accounting class, but it's a lesson for life. Well, I, I don't want to preach to people, but I also want to share with people what, what I've done and what has worked and what I'm doing and is working and what I've done that hasn't worked. And that we're all human. We are all the same. We're just at different parts of our life. And now that I'm getting closer towards the other side, <laughs> I'm, on the down, I'm not on the downhill, but... Um, I've had a lot of life experience and I, I would like to help other people with that. I would have loved to have that from other people. And you know what? I'm not going to say I would have loved. I have gotten that from other people. I'm so grateful that there's a broader platform to share on. And um, not everybody is ready to talk about what I'm talking about, which is, which is healing, which is finding your life path, which is you know, going through stuff and trying not to be embarrassed or ashamed when things don't work out. I feel like even when things don't work out, they are working out. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that's helped me a lot is rejection is God's protection. And a lot of times when, when I felt like I was being rejected, it was because there were better things on the other side for me. I just couldn't see them as they were happening. Mm -hmm. So to give a little bit of hope when when you are losing it, um, that that's what I'd like to share with other people. And that's what I need mm -hmm. from other people too. And we've talked a lot about um, the people who have made it and then are going back. But... A lot of the podcasts I listen to, a lot of the stories I hear, like The Rock, you hear he had $7 in his pocket. And it's a lot easier to go back and tell it when you had $7, not I have $7 right now. I don't have a job. I have no idea what I'm supposed to be doing. And I wish people, like more people would be doing this, that when you're going through it like you are like i am that we have something to leave behind that other people can see it's not once we've arrived we're like oh now we're gonna start sharing our stuff on how to get here it's right. like we're leaving the roadmap right now of what we what that is going to be we don't know what destination it is we're leaving behind a map how to get there but we we're doing the math as be. we're yeah. going, which is great. Yeah. I just read The Rock bought a 14,000 square foot house that cost $9 million so he can breathe. <laughs> and I bet you he was breathing a lot better when he had seven bucks. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it's funny. You always, as you were saying, you always hear it after the fact when... I want, I want to know it during, when you're going through it. And I think for us, for me, like, this is the bravest thing I've ever done. And, and I want to tell people as it's happening. And, you know, we were talking last night. You can't do it wrong. And you're not going to. And hearing that and getting that permission, 
Like, whatever you're starting, you're not going to do it wrong. Like, that is like a freedom. Mm -hmm. And um, I have to keep repeating it to myself over and over again. It's so much easier to tell that to somebody else than actually believe it and feel it. But um, I'm hoping to do that for people. Mm -hmm. Well, a lot of people don't have that. Like, you're... A lot of people grow up and your parent, their parents are telling them, you need to be realistic. You need to make money. You need to get a job. You need to go to college. You need to do all these things. And it's like the freedom to say, like, you can do whatever you want and you're not going to do it wrong. I think even though you can say that, not a lot of people live that. It's really hard to live by. It really is. It, it's scary. And believing that, that if I am living through my spirit and my soul's purpose, that the money and the abundance is going to follow. And for right now, I'm still okay. I'm able to do, I'm still being creative. I'm still doing hair, which I love. And the one thing I think that I've loved about the hair, not just doing hair, it was my personal relationships with people. It was, I was meant to help people look better and feel better. And now I feel like it's changing. It's on a broader level. Like, I think aesthetically, like I helped people look better so they could feel better, but now it's deeper. Like, that kind of looking good does help you feel better but that's kind of like slapping a band-aid on stuff yeah oh if you look good you are good and and sometimes just because you look good doesn't mean you are good and that's what i'm i'm finding out um i want to look good yes but i really need to feel good and when i don't feel good it affects me on so many other levels mm-hmm. and um that's what you know i want people to look good but i really really would love people to feel good and finding out what your your soul purpose is and and why you're here um and what you're meant to do i think is different for everybody but for me right now, it, it's changing. And it started with a few years ago when I was standing in the... I've been doing hair for so long and um, and I've loved it, but I have neck and back problems. And I remember thinking, what would I do if I did not do hair anymore? And honestly, I didn't know. And... Um, I just remember praying like for a sign or something to happen so I would know what else I could do. I remember looking online and I don't even think I'm qualified to work at Target. Like the skills that I have are great skills, but they don't um, supply you with things to pay bills with. (laughs) But they do. I think as I was telling you to create You can create something that there's a need for. And we're so lucky right now that that there's a platform to create anything. Mm -hmm. So I hope that's not a rant. (laughs) No, it's not a rant. And there's there's really never been a time like this before. And I've always grown up with social media. I mean, when I was younger, I'm not sure it was on the scale it is, but... I don't remember a time where I wasn't watching YouTube videos or I wasn't as in a podcast as I am now, but the last couple of years, as I've gotten older and more mature, I've always had that platform to look at, but where you didn't have it, but now it's on a scale where as long as you have an iPhone, you can really do whatever. It doesn't take a fancy camera. It doesn't take the fancy microphone that I bought, but um, you can start on your phone today. Right. You don't need um, fancy anything. You just need to get started. The one thing that I did after we talked and right before I did the video, because I'm not good at selfies. I, I didn't normally record myself and put it on the internet. Like that wasn't something that I did. So I recorded myself saying... If you ever think you can't do this, you can. 
And then I did another one, like a practice. And just to every time I got scared, just to watch that and remind myself, like, I can do this. And um, I think at the end of the year, I might put that on one of my videos of like me practicing. It's kind of like now when you go to the movies, like a movie is perfect. And then at the end, they put the, the bloopers. They, yeah, the bloopers. And people love seeing the bloopers. And I'm going to put what I did because I was scared shitless. But you can be scared shitless and do it anyway. Yeah. You know? So, um, I don't know um, what else. <laughs> I love that. that um, and even when... So, we were talking last night about... Um, how to find your passion. So I wanted to tie this in a little bit. But knowing that you might not be good at it right away. Like uh, for, yeah. for me with the podcast, I bought the microphone, plug it into my computer, the record button comes on, and I just blank. Like I don't know what to say. I'm like, I've never done this before. And I don't know how to do this. And the more episodes I've done, the, the better I think I've gotten. But still, when you find that and when you first started your video, it didn't turn out the way it is now. It didn't, it wasn't your best work. Right. But I think the important part is going through that and continuing to get, the only way to get better is to keep doing it. Well, that's, um, when I first, I remember when I wanted to be a hairdresser. When I went to beauty school, I thought when I got there, I should be good at it. I couldn't even put a roller in somebody's hair. And then I thought, oh, Christ, maybe I'm not meant to do this. But expecting myself to be good at something that I've never done before is really unrealistic. So what I'm trying to do and asking other people to do is give yourself permission not to be good at something even if you want to do it, it does not mean you're not meant to do it. Mm -hmm. It just m means that you need experience. And like you were saying, the only way to get experience is by doing. And I always had these expectations on myself that I should know how to do stuff before people showed me, which is such crap. I don't even know where that comes from. Yeah. So... Um, you know, just giving myself permission not to be perfect, not to be great at stuff, but also not to let it stop me either. That it's okay that everything's not perfect all the time. It just means I need to practice more. That is all. When you see baseball players who are pro baseball players, they still go to batting practice. They still go through slumps. It doesn't mean they're not meant to do it. It just means they're meant to work through it and you have to keep practicing. Yeah. It doesn't mean just because you're in the pros, guess what? You don't yeah. have to practice anymore and you don't have to work out anymore because you're in the pros. You have to do everything you did Together. to stay where you're at that it took to get you where you're going. And that's the same with this stuff that... You know, all the stuff that I'm learning, the stepping stones and all of the tools that I'm learning, I still have to do them. But in order to get somewhere, you still have to, you still have to do all your stuff. You know, you might get better at it, but it doesn't mean you don't have to practice. Mm -hmm. And um, I think just having unrealistic expectations on myself and I am my own worst critic. And for all the people who are so critical of everybody else what I have learned is that these are people that just don't feel good about themselves it has nothing to do with me or my work mm -hmm. the people that are criticizing me really don't feel good and um, it ha it is not all about me yeah. it's about them mm -hmm. so Allowing other people to critique me and say not good things about me like I am I am okay with that now. And yeah. that, that's a good place to come from. But I just turned 48. So it's taken me a long time to get there. If I was your age, I don't know if I could have bounced back from that. I could have probably let things stop me. If one person said a negative thing to me, that probably would have stopped me from doing. Mm -hmm. And now it's not. Yeah. 
and it took me till 24 to get there and I was talking on the podcast with Matt he he started at 20 so I think for everybody it's a different process but um really just being okay with with what other people are gonna say and not being afraid you were you wanted haters but like when I get it's it's a lot harder though when you actually do get them it is hard when you get them it can be hard to deal with that people don't really like what you're doing or you had so you had some guy the other day tell you to just be realistic he told me just be real yeah and I I felt like that's what he's trying to do in his life. He needs to be real. I, I am as real as I can possibly be at this moment. Mm-hmm. And I'm being as true to myself as I possibly can be. And that's enough. And what other people are saying or, or criticizing about what I'm doing, that's okay. I am where I am. Other people are where they are. And I now know it is not a personal hit at me, which I used to feel like it was, but um, I'm okay with not everybody liking and loving what I'm doing. That is a great place to come from. That's where I am right now. It could change 10 minutes from now. (laughs) It could bother me 10. It's not that it doesn't bother me. I want everybody to like and love me, but honestly, that's just not realistic. And I, I don't want to do things just to please other people anymore. That's what broke my spirit, mm-hmm. you know. And for every hater you have, so you might have a couple. I actually but... know who they are, which is <laughs> eventually I hope to get to the point where you don't I don't even know who they are. Yeah, but for every hater you have, you have 10 people who are getting amazing messages from you on a weekly basis and who share your posts and who comment and say they love what you're doing. They loved your message this week. So I think it's important to keep that in perspective. It is a lot easier to look at that one negative comment and think, oh, that guy's such an asshole. When you have 10 people who are like, oh my God, Michelle, like I needed this this week. Right. You look at the one comment who's like, like, oh yeah, fear, shame, and guilt. Like you shouldn't. You should be talking about that out loud and exposing yourself. Yeah, exactly. I think the other thing that I've learned is nobody can ever hurt me more than I have hurt myself. So um, anybody taking jabs at me, I, I, I take my own jabs. <laughs> you can't top what I've done to myself, which is make myself feel bad. And... Um, you know, it's like anything. It, 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 it is a practice. It takes time. And just as you were saying, like, I feel like having haters now is a compliment. Mm-hmm. It means I'm doing something right. And that, I, you know, if I trigger people, you know, that's not my intention, but it, it is going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I heard one quote on a podcast I was listening to, and it was um, Average Attacks Excellence. And what you're doing, I believe, is excellent. That you're, it might not be on the scale that you want, but you're really being authentic and you're putting out the best message that you can every day. And that's not average. The average is to put your highlight reel out there and to not expose yourself, to not do anything outside your comfort zone. And when people are doing that, they realize when you're doing that, I might realize that, you know, I could be doing what she's doing. I'm just like her. And I'm scared by that. I don't want to, I want that excuse where, oh, I could never do that. That, that what you're doing, it's not for people like me. And when you start to, when you start to do this, you make other people realize that I could be doing just what she's doing. So I think it, it... One day, they might be able to. And and I hope that. Like, yeah. I really hope that for people. I hope people are ready when they're ready and that they, you know, it can touch people. But um, I think we're all here to help each other. And as we were saying about the YouTube channel and about 
you know, I always went on there to take information and, and now I want to give information because I feel like I don't want to be just a taker. I want to yeah. be a giver too. I want to participate in life, in my life and, and I want to help as much as I can whenever I can and do it without hurting myself. Mm-hmm. Do you have any plans uh, for next year? I, you know, you keep telling me I need to start a podcast and of course I think, I don't, I don't even know what I would say. But um, the one thing that has happened to me before I started my videos is a few years ago I wrote a song, my first song that I ever wrote in my whole life. I just love music. Mm-hmm. I love listening to the radio. I never knew how to write a song or how a song got recorded or how you got music or I just thought a singer sang a song and it got on the radio like I had no idea so um I wrote my first song probably between four and five years ago and I never knew I was gonna do that so I was standing in the kitchen the one day of our last apartment and um and my neck and my back were hurting so bad. And that's how I know I have to, I'm phasing out of hairdressing just because physically it's not good on my body anymore. And I was listening to country music and all I said was, God, I wish I could do something with country music. And I said it out loud and two weeks later I wrote my first song. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I, I knew when I was writing it that it was going to be on the radio. I'm like, this is going to be on the radio. And um, it never got on the radio. But anyway, um, it it did. It got on internet radio, actually. It got on internet radio, and it was on ChasingYourDream.com. And they said, we might not make you famous, but we'll make your day. Mm -hmm. And they have made my day. And my first song got placed in 437 Texas Roadhouse Restaurants. And it is called Hey Cole Swindell, So Worth the Whiskey. And um, I am trying to get out to Songland in California. So that is one of my goals. I was hoping that for this year, but it might be next year. So I I have told people out loud that I am trying to get to Songland. Even though um, I feel like I'm not experienced enough. But it's like anything. It doesn't mean I'm not meant to do it. Yeah. It just means I need more experience. So um, I I feel like I'm waiting for God to show me what I'm supposed to do next. And I haven't gotten a big enough sign. Mm-hmm. I need like huge signs. Yeah. Like seeing my song in a jukebox with Tim McGraw and Miranda Lambert and um, Randy Travis and... All of these people is not a big enough sign. I need a bigger sign. I need, you know. So um, my song is on iTunes and it is on Cole Swindell's page. So if you look up Cole Swindell, my song is called Hey Cole Swindell. So it comes up every time he puts out new music, which is great for me. So, um, you know, it's so funny. I always, I always think... I need really big signs. I I don't know where I'm supposed to go next. I feel like I'm getting signs, but I need them to be a little bit bigger. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you're doing the work in the process. Just because you haven't gotten your sign yet doesn't mean that you need to sit on your hands until you get your sign. I keep hoping, but you know what's so funny? I did get a sign the other day. I was out and a guy came up to me and he goes, Michelle, I heard your song on the radio the other day. And he told me it was pour me another drink. Uh And I'm like, that's not my song. But mine's Hey Cole Swindell, So Worth the Whiskey. But just hearing somebody say, hey, Michelle, I heard your song on the radio. Mm -hmm. I felt like that was a sign. Yeah. So, um, So I am getting signs. And I know... I'm supposed to do this, but I just don't know how I'm supposed to do it. Yeah. And it's scary. I'm like scared because mm-hmm. I don't know how to do it. But I can be scared and still do it anyway. Mm-hmm. And because I said out loud I broke up with fear, shame, and guilt, I got no excuse. <laughs>
And what is it about Songland? Why Songland? Oh my God, the show Songland, when I first watched it, people were telling me about it. It is three producers who are top songwriters in the music industry, which I never even knew who songwriters were because I didn't know how music was made. I really had no idea. Um, They have an artist come on and pick their next song. But when I was watching that show, the magic that is happening, happening between the three songwriters is what I saw. They are healing each other by helping people get their music out there and it was so magical to me that I want to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. And um, I can't tell you what happened to me because it's going to be my next song. I had a major spiritual awakening. I know what my next song is. And I'm waiting for the right people to help me do it. But um, I just love what they are doing and I just want to be a part of it even if they're like can you go refill my coffee cup (laughs) so um I just feel like I need to be a part of this show and I don't know why so what I was able to do was fill out an application which I could have never have done because I've always felt like I'm not good enough and there's other people that are better than me and have more experience than me but um, I didn't let that stop me. I did it anyway. Mm-hmm. So um, I just, I don't know. This show just like spoke to me. Yeah. I felt like that was another sign. Mm-hmm. that. So I'm waiting to hear from them. Mm-hmm. So if anybody from Songland is listening, I'm waiting for my call. <laughs> and you just light up when you talk about that. I want to cry. Yeah. Like. I don't know why this means so much to me, but it just does. Mm -hmm. And I've never been to California before, but I feel like I'm going there. Yeah. So we're going there. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully. So um, that to me is just like, I don't know why I feel like I need to be there, but I just do. Yeah. And along the journey, you're really documenting it and... If or when you do get there, it's people are going to look back and be like, you really spoke that into existence. And I really, when I heard people talk about manifesting and stuff, I thought it was a bunch of bullshit that manifesting your goals and putting them to the universe. <laughs> I'm like, what is it? Like, this is stupid. And then, and then here I am doing a vision board and really trying to speak my goals into existence and I think you've done the same thing and you've really documented it. I did a vision board last year for the first time in my life and um, and what I put on there I have to keep looking at it but I put let your dreams take flight be bold be you be brave and honestly this is way before we walked and we talked about the YouTube or anything So after doing that board, and I just put stickers up. I went through magazines and found things. And my friend Kelly came over and we just glued pictures on a board. And I wrote a few things on the back and it's in my closet. But after doing that, something happened. Mm -hmm. And people say, you know, manifest. And yeah, it seems like total bullshit. But there's something to it. I don't know what it is. But it, it's working. So I don't know if anybody's out there listening and you've never done a vision board. I'm telling you, try it. And please let us know what happens as a result. Mm-hmm. I guarantee your life will change. Yeah. I can't guarantee how. But yeah. for the positive... And my vision board, I think I have to change it because I put some stuff on there. You talked about earlier the unrealistic expectations. And I put a few things on there. And I think I did do a yoga class every week. And then I'm like, some, some weeks I just don't feel like doing it. And I think my goals have changed and that's fine. 
but really you it's okay to be courageous and to put expectations and goals out there that you have no idea how you're going to achieve them you have no idea what the journey to be like or the experience necessary one of my main goals is to do this podcast and to just travel anywhere I want with a microphone and with a computer and make money off it and I haven't made a cent from this (coughs) I haven't monetize my youtube i have no idea how that's gonna work but i know this is what i'm meant to do that is awesome like honestly i think if you don't know what you're meant to do it will come to you if you are able when you are able to be open and how i found a lot of my stuff that i'm doing is just by trying to have fun doing the things that I love. I love music. I love dancing. I love so many different things. But through all of that, most of my love is people and music. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know that that was going to come together in a form of songwriting. You know, but I feel like no matter what you're doing, if you don't know what your passion is yet, I promise it will come to you. And if you miss it, it'll come back again. And if you miss it the second time, it'll come back a third time. It will keep showing up. For me, I keep getting signs that get so loud that I can't miss them. So... I know for me that God is leading my my ship or my plane or whatever it is. And I, if I miss a sign, I will get another sign. So, but being patient and waiting for my signs. I want my signs bigger and faster now. Yeah. Or actually yesterday. Yeah. But, um... I'm just trying to have fun and do all the things that I love in the meantime as I'm waiting for the next Mm -hmm. sign to show me where I'm supposed to go. Well, I love this. Thank you so much for doing this. I just want to point people to your YouTube, so I'll leave that in in a comment on the show notes. Is there any... Where else that you would direct people to go to to help support you? Well, my YouTube channel is Being the Change. And I tell people it's Be the Change, but I named it Being the Change because I am trying to be the change that I want to see. And also, um, I'm on Twitter, and it's at CountryGirl0910. Um, I'm on Instagram TV and I'm also on Facebook as Michelle Kelly. I have a fan page, not a lot of fans. Um, so it has my weekly videos. I release my videos on Thursday night on Facebook at, they seem to do better on Facebook. Some of them, it's so funny. The ones that do good on Facebook don't do good on YouTube and the ones that do good on YouTube don't do as well on Facebook. So, um... You know what? The fact that I'm just doing it is enough. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I always want more. If one person watches it, I want 100 people watching it. You know, I yeah. always want more. But um, that's really where you can find me is on YouTube, Michelle Kelly on Facebook and um, Instagram TV. I'm at Country Girl 0910 and it's Country Girl, G-U-R-L. Mm-hmm. And then... On Twitter, it's the same country girl at um, or country girl oh nine one zero. Okay, and I'll link all that up. Thank well, you. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for having me. I don't even know what the hell I said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure this won't be your last podcast, but yeah, this is just a start for you. Thank you so much. Okay. So I will link up all my mom's information in the show notes. I just wanted to have a few asks of you guys again this week if you like the episode make sure to screenshot it put it in your instagram story you really don't know how much that means how much it helps me grow and spread this podcast to other people and make sure to give it a five-star rating on itunes if you liked it 
If you didn't like it, leave a review. Let me know what I could do different. Always reach out to me on social media. If you want to come on the podcast, if you think you would be a good fit or you want to hear someone tell their story, you think they would um, align with what I'm trying to do here, I would love to hear your feedback, love to have you reach out to me. So again, just subscribe to the podcast. Follow my mom on all her social links. They'll be in the show notes. Again, follow my Instagram. It's at Angelo Kelly one with the underscore in between my first and last name. And then make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel. I do a lot more content there during the week. So I will talk to you guys next week. I'm looking forward to doing another episode. All right, take care.